بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. When we look at the uh, the beautiful hadith which we're all familiar with from our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in which he mentioned that there are seven groups of people who will be under the shade of Allah's throne on the day of judgment, and on that day there's no shade other than the shade, and we ask Allah for that shade, for that coolness, for that comfort. On that day, Amir Rabbil Alameen. What's there? There are two things that I want to mention uh, briefly in connection with it. The first one is when you look at the seven specific categories the Prophet mentioned. There's a lot of protein within that. There's a lot of nutrition. There's a lot of benefit that we can take just from reflecting on the fact that these are the seven individual categories the Prophet mentioned. Just to reflect on that and to think, okay, which one? Can I try to do ASAP? Which one can I try to live today, tomorrow, this week, next week? Because I want to try my best to, I want my spot to be certified. I want to have that blue check mark, you know, next to my name come Yom Al-Qiyamah on that day. I don't want to leave it to chance. I want to try to put in the effort so I can do what I can within my capacity, whatever's within my power, to hopefully ensure to increase the chances of me ending up in that shade. So if we look at it from this angle, there are seven distinct buckets. If you were to think of it in that way, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, there's a lot of benefit that we can take from reflecting on these in an individual manner. That's one one thing that I want to highlight. The second thing that I want to highlight, if we take a further step back and we look at these seven things in connection with each other, then there's another layer of benefit that we can take away from it. And as we all know, the first category, the Prophet mentioned, Imam Adil, a righteous leader. And what this is primarily referring to, think of like Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, the Khalifa, right? The Amir al Mu'minin, the leader of the believers. So the default understanding of this, is, the primary understanding is the head of state. When that head of state is just, then you have this this domino effect, you have this ripple effect. So within itself, if somebody's a righteous leader, specifically in that position, because of how much pressure, how much stress, how just how much is in connection with it for the affairs of the Muslims, if that person has that much power and they manage to use it for good, they're just, then they're just from that they're guaranteed shade on that day. They're guaranteed that shade. So one way of looking at it is, okay, if someone is in, so there you have the primary understanding, but then you do have a secondary understanding for us that if we're in any position of leadership, how can I try to be just within, within that capacity? If someone is a leader, in another hadith the Prophet mentioned والسلام, that every one of you is a shepherd and every one of you will be questioned regarding their flock. So th- this if we connect it with that from a secondary standpoint, Imam Adil, a just leader, if we reflect on it and connect it with this other hadith, then it helps me to reflect on it more and to think, okay, you know what? If someone's a head of household, am I being just in regards to that responsibility? If someone has a company, are they being fair? Are they being just? Or are they you know, falling into malpractice? Right? Are they falling into nepotism, for example? So on and so forth. So it's you have the, the pri- option one for the understanding is the head of state. But then from a secondary standpoint, in each of our own capacity, 
if we can try to be just within that, then hopefully, hopefully we can end up in uh, under uh, Allah's shade on that day. If the leadership is solid, is just, is fair, again, from the standpoint of these seven being connected, think of like a string of pearls, right? If the leadership is just, if the leadership is solid, is good, is dependable, is transparent, is honest, then it leads to two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, what, uh, just leadership. And then two, righteous youth. Righteous youth. Three, those whose hearts are connected to the masjid. Four, those who love each other for the sake of Allah. You notice a pattern. It, when the leadership is good, what's the first indication of that? Youth showing up in the masjid. Youth connecting with their deen, valuing their deen. Right, so that that that's a sign. When you look at the Prophet ﷺ, he was supported by a lot of youth. They they gravitated towards him and his message, towards the message of Islam. Right, the best example is Sayyidina Ali ﷺ embracing Islam at the age of ten. Leadership, righteous youth, connect, uh, connection with the masjid, connection with each other. Now, if we can manage to do that, then our youth, then the next generation, they'll have the strength of iman when they're faced with temptation. Right, so the fifth category, the, the this applies for, for both genders. If someone you know approaches them basically and they're a person of beauty, they're a person of prestige, and they want to they want to spend some private time with them. We'll 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 leave it, you know, we'll leave it at that. But they resist and they say, I fear Allah. That doesn't happen without the the the, the other categories preceding it. Right, so now all of a sudden it becomes much more than okay. If I want my kids, if we want our youth to be like this, well, we have to make the masjid a place where they feel comfortable. So they show up to the masjid, then they love the masjid, then they love each other, and that fortifies them. Then when they're faced with that temptation or another one, then they resist it and they pass that test. And then the sixth category, they're going to be willing to give charity with one hand, such that the other hand, you know, is not aware of it. They give so much sadaqah, they lose track. Or maybe someone, they come to them five years later, oh, thank you so much for, you gave me this gift or that shirt or those shoes or whatever. And they're like, I, to- I totally forgot, subhanAllah. So they become people of charity, right? And then the seventh one, right? They remember Allah privately and they weep because of their relationship with Allah, because of their taqwa, because of their iman, right? So we ask Allah to help us to try our best to do what we can to facilitate our youth coming to the masjid because if they... If they love their deen and they love the house of Allah, they end up loving each other, that will bolster their iman and fortify it. So when they're faced with different temptations, they pass it. When they can give charity, they do. And when they remember Allah privately, right, their heart is affected by that. But it, it starts with the leadership. So we can think, uh, you know, for us as adults, as a generation, as a community, if we do our part right regarding our masjid, our community, What's the first sign? If we're doing it right, youth are going to show up. And then everything else comes from there. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to help us to be a community that values morals and ethics of the Prophet taught us. And we ask Allah to grant us that incredible shade on that day. And we ask Allah to gather us in Firdaus. Amin. Wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.